Hey, Sam. Hey, Bev. How's it going over there? Oh, it's going pretty great. So uh, what did you think of that uh, new theme music we just had playing? I mean, I feel like we're freaking professionals all of a sudden. <laughs> we have a theme song. <laughs> a month or no, I'm sorry, not a month, a year and a month. And now we're like all pro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm feeling it. And I'm curious what everybody else will think about it. Yeah, me too. I hope they like it. Yeah. You want to tell the people how you acquired that piece of music? Yeah, I sure will. So uh, our theme song was actually written and performed uh, by a local band in Chillicothe. They're called Moose Wayne. And it's specifically my friend Jared Helm that did all the heavy lifting for it and recorded it and sent it over to me. So cheers to you, Jared. Yeah, cheers. So... What are you drinking over there? I am drinking a beer called Hop Circus by Highwire Brewing. And it is a tropical white IPA. I picked it out because it has an adorable giraffe on the can. (laughs) (laughs) And also, uh, this was the one beer that was left in my cooler when I was unpacking my car from the Buck 50 this year. So there you go. I thought I should drink it on the podcast. And last year I did that, except it was a PBR last year. So this year we have (laughs) regressed much in beer quality during the Buck 50, apparently. (laughs) Your uh, beer bouginess has rubbed off on your friends, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) So what are you drinking over there? So tonight, as we record this, it is... April 14th, not only the day that the Titanic hit an iceberg, but also the day, I know I'm just full of fun facts today. Well, not that that (laughs) is like a fun fact, but it's a fact. Um, You're full of fact facts. I am. (laughs) But tonight is Sunday and it's going to be the season premiere of Game of Thrones. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I knew that was happening. So wait, hold on, hold on. I have to guess. So are you drinking one of the Omegang beers? No. Oh, well, I was so close, probably. Maybe? I don't know. What are you drinking? <laughs> I found out that those are like in a couple towns over. So maybe I'll have to go try to snag them for like a subsequent podcast because I didn't know there was going to be beer. There's Game of Thrones wine. Ooh. Didn't get that. But... Yes, when I I went to the store earlier, I was like, gosh, I need something like Game of Thrones theme so I can feel like a cool kid. So I found this wine called Ravage, and it's got this really cool label. It's like knights fighting on horses, and there's like a castle in the background. And it's a Cabernet Sauvignon from California. Um... And it's just kind of cool because it looks very Game of Thronesy, but I didn't have to drive 20 minutes away to get a Game of Thrones wine. So um, it's very good. It's it's very dark and it's got some like luscious vanilla kind of waves in there and some mocha. And it doesn't taste like it's going to give me a headache, which sometimes red wines kind of have that taste. Like it just smacks you in the face and it's like you're going to have a headache later. Um, I'm not getting that vibe from this. So, yeah. Well, awesome. I haven't had a wine on the podcast in a little bit. So, 
felt appropriate. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. So you haven't watched Game of Thrones. I know you were like, maybe I can watch it all before the season <laughs> premiere. And I'm like, your soul would just suck right out of your body if you binged like all the previous seasons because it's it could be very dark. <laughs> yeah, because you're on like, it's on season, season seven, right? Uh, Apparently I think it's I season eight. Here. <laughs> oh, so this is season eight coming out. I think so, yes. And this is like the last season and then it's done. So they better not screw it up or I'm going to be really upset. (laughs) Well, maybe someday I'll get to, uh, I don't know, catch up on this over months and years of of sadness. And I mean, it's really good. Okay. My brother texted me because he just started it like last Sunday, I think, like from the beginning. And he's like, how do you get into this? Like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe this and this is happening. And I'm just like, just buckle up. Buckle up. Enjoy the ride. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Any hoozles. I will be watching. Well, I will have watched by the time this is dropped. And I'm curious if anybody else in our group also enjoys Game of Thrones. Because we did not name this podcast We Drink and We Farm Things because of, like, what Tyrion says. I drink and I know things. No, Bev came up with that one all on her own and had never watched Game of Thrones. And I said yes, because I did watch Game of Thrones and I I liked that it kind of was parallel. So in all fairness, I it was that saying why I named the podcast We Drink and We Farm Things because I had seen that on a shirt. I had no idea (laughs) what it was like referencing, but I was like, I drink and I know things. That's really awesome. And then while we were like spitballing this podcast idea... I'm thinking to myself, like, so what are we doing? Like, we're drinking and we're farming things. Like, we drink and we farm things. Yay. Okay. So you did kind of sort of know. Just didn't put all the pieces together. Got it. I mean, and how do you not have ever seen that saying? Yeah. You you would have to have lived under a rock. Basically. (laughs) Because it was everywhere, like, when he first said that. Yes. Because it's hilarious. It is hilarious. And speaking of hilarity, welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. Yes, if you haven't figured it out yet, that's the name of this podcast. And that's Bev (laughs) over there. And that's Sam over there. And this is the Farm Comedy Podcast that is happy hour for your ears and your heart. (laughs) Oh. We drink adult beverages, talk about farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. Right. Not that we don't want our farms to be full of good things all the time, but the realities of farm life aren't always rainbows and sunshine. We like to keep it real with you and have entertaining discussions that include the mistakes we make, new knowledge we gain, and sometimes we go off on tangents that are non-farming related. And speaking of tangents, sometimes we record those and stick those up on Patreon. So you can go check those out because those BS sessions are free for everyone. So go to patreon.com slash drink and farm to listen to those previous BS sessions. Yeah. And speaking of the Patreon, the gifts for the $5 Patreon peeps uh, and above arrived at my house over the weekend. Oh, yay. So I have them and I'm working on getting them all packaged up. 
uh, so that I can mail them out. And our drinks this episode were sponsored by Christine Sayani, which is at homemade underscore confetti on Instagram. So cheers, lady. Yay. So looks like we have a corrections corner this week. We do. We have a corrections corner. Again. This is two weeks in a row. <laughs> Again. We went through a streak where we didn't have like any. <laughs> I know, right? Just you're going to have to erase that one that you probably preemptively put on the chalkboard. Yep. And yep. make it a zero again. Yeah. Just back put to that zero. shit back to zero. Yeah. <laughs> so my correction this week is that um, I don't know common equine terms, apparently. <laughs> and I kept calling the harness that I have for Herc, the donkey, I kept calling it a bridle. And there is a difference between a bridle and a harness. Now I know that that is true. And now I know what the differences are. So I thought I would enlighten anyone else that doesn't know anything about horses. (laughs) I think I should have known better, too, because you said it. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's totally what it's called. But once you point out like that, they're not the same. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're totally not. So... (laughs) I just, I just believed you, like everything you say is true. So (laughs) I mean, it's good to know that I speak with such authority (laughs) that makes me feel very, very smart. And I just use the word very over and over again, which isn't very smart of me. (laughs) You are so, 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 so smart. (laughs) There, so, so smart. Oh boy. Okay, so a harness um, is that thing that you slide over a horse's head that buckles on the side and just has straps that go around um, his nose and up around the back of his head. And you use the harness to like, you can clip like a, a lead rope to it. Or you can use it to just, like, you know, um, grab the strap that's underneath it if you need to just, like, gently guide them somewhere. And a bridle is somewhat similar. It looks like the exact same thing, but it has the bit that goes inside the mouth, Uh like, for driving. So that's the difference. Like, a bridle allows you to actually, like, control the horse or the donkey with, like, reins and to actually, like, I don't know pull something and go somewhere you can tell that I didn't like look this shit up I was just like oh yeah a harness is for just like you know leading or walking around or like having on and the bridle is like for like real work so that's basically the difference yes Yes, which I probably should have googled that so that I could give like real words and terms but (laughs) layman's terms yeah differences (laughs) yeah one has something in the mouth one doesn't ta-da (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that that's the basics of it. Yeah. That's the basics of it. I got you. <laughs> and I have some follow-up this week on Herc. Oh, how is he? Aside, adorable. He's doing so good. I can see, like, all the Instagram pictures on your feed, and obviously he's adorable. <laughs> well, and he's taking treats from me now, so I'm Yay! crazy excited about that. That's good. So what kind of treats did it, like, finally clicked with him? 
So I didn't mix up the treats anymore. I just kept going out there over and over again with the same things. And eventually, once he warmed up to me and figured out that I wasn't trying to murder him every time I went into the pasture, he decided he would try something I brought him. And then once he tried it, he's like, oh, this lady brings delicious things. And so now whenever he sees me, he comes running. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Yeah, so he's eating the apple and peppermint flavored horse treats that I bought for him. And it turns out that he also really likes goat treats. You know, those like licorice flavored ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now the goats are eating them also. They saw Herc eating them and they were like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> those are the things that we're rejecting from her and not letting her feed us. <laughs> so now everybody loves treats. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, it is good. I have to be careful not to bring out too many too often because I I think I was kind of overfeeding everybody on treats for a little while there but (laughs) I mean it's good to spoil them right yeah you were bribing them for love and you kind of have to do that with animals a little bit yeah that's how they like warm up to you and figure out that you're not trying to kill them right I mean that's kind of like how I warm up to people too yeah, just give me treats and pat me on the head. Yeah, or just, like, be nice repetitively. <laughs> oh, there we go. I, like, took it literally, and you're like, no, this was a really well, good, like, allegory I mean, here. <laughs> they say don't take candy from strangers, but, you know, if somebody's going to give me a bottle of wine that's sealed, I probably won't say no. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say no to that either. So... And besides taking treats, he's also getting along out there really great. It's only been a week, and he and the goats are already hanging out. Oh, good. Yeah, and in fact, we were worried that he wouldn't ever go into that goat shelter, because it is kind of small. Like, we just made it for five goats, and here's, like, this miniature donkey. (laughs) It's, like, five times the size of a goat. Uh, But he walked out of the shelter this morning, and they came following him out when he led the way. So they're all hanging out in there together. I like to think they're snuggling. I have no idea if that's true. but If you could ever catch that, you need like a little donkey cam out there so you can catch that because that would be adorable. Yeah, I totally, totally need to get a camera out there. And uh, also, I wanted to share that... uh, we have a name for when Herc does his hee-hawing noise. <laughs> we call it the Herc alarm. Oh, nice. <laughs> because uh... if you don't like that hee-hawing sound, do not get a donkey. Oh, because yeah. Because the Herc alarm goes off so much. <laughs> yeah? So what are some examples of what the Herc alarm has gone off at? So, so far, he has saved the goats from our 5 a.m. herd of deer. Oh. Every morning since he's been here. Oh, my God. (laughs) And all of our neighbors, because, you know, all of our neighbors want to come up and say hi to him. But as soon as they enter the yard, he looks up and he goes, hee-haw, (laughs) hee-haw at them. (laughs) And the neighborhood doggy Frankie, he gets super mad when Frankie comes up. Oh, no. He's he's not excited about Frankie being a, a common visitor. And uh, he also really dislikes the UPS truck. Mm. That's He yells at that kind of like how he yells at Frankie, like okay. a lot. Okay. <laughs> and he also doesn't like things that fly in the sky. Which is probably 
good if we're talking about those vulture thingies. Oh, that's true. So I wasn't. I was talking about like airplanes and helicopters. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff he doesn't actually need to worry about. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Poor guy. Yeah. You know, oddly, though, since he's been here, I haven't noticed those black-headed vultures flying overhead. Really? Yeah. I'll have to keep an eye out this week. Maybe it's just that they're distracted, so they haven't had any reason to come around here. Maybe. But... You know, it might be that they saw the donkey and they were like, nope, I'm out. They're like, bye. I thought it would be fun to also share um, a fun fact about donkeys and their brain. And it turns out that donkeys are the only animal in the equine family that brays because they're the only animal that's able to vocalize when they're sucking air in and expelling it. So that's what makes that hee-haw sound. The he is the inhale, and the haw is the exhale. Interesting. I had no idea. Now that is a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not a fact fact. (laughs) I mean, it's a fact fact too, but it's a real fun fact. (laughs) But it's fun, yes. (laughs) And uh, even though it's only been a week, I have gotten his halter on him successfully. Okay. And we've gone for a walk. So we're making tons of progress over here. That was really fast. That was good. I know. So, I mean, it's possible that it's just like been the number of times that I go out there. Mm -hmm. Or it could just be his personality. Because, you know, like every animal is going to be easy or difficult in certain ways, depending on who they are. Right. Oh, and did you see his halter? I put pictures of it on Instagram. Yes, it's so cute. I love it. I found it on Etsy and then I figured out that they had like a real store like on the internet. So I went on their real store and they had like more options. So I picked that mango color with rainbows. It's so him. I don't know him very well, but it seems like it's very him. (laughs) It does. I sent it to my husband and he's like, don't show our neighbor that you bought his donkey a rainbow halter. (laughs) And I'm like, he's my donkey now and he can rock those rainbows if he wants to. If he doesn't like them, he'll tell me and I'll pick something else out for him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) That's great. I'll put a picture of Herc wearing his fun rainbow halter inside the uh, carousel of photos that go with this Instagram episode this week. So we got another bit of good news. We got our Henny and Rue boxes this past week. Woohoo! Woot woot! Yes! And the April box was jam-packed with a lot of fun stuff, if I may say so myself. Yeah, it was. So what was your favorite item out of this month's box? My favorite item this month was the inflatable natural enemy snake. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, I was out there weeding our strawberry patch today. So after I get it all weeded and I've mulched in all the plants, I'm going to put the snake out there to see if that helps okay. keep, you know, okay. like the aerial creatures away from them. Oh. And uh, if it doesn't, I can still use it by surprising my family randomly with it in dark corners. Oh, yeah. Let me know how that goes, because that sounds <laughs> like it could be fun. Yeah, that could be fun. And so my seven-year-old, Aurora, she is some sort of secret genius because she pulled it out. 
she knew exactly what it was for and she pulled out of the box and she's like mom are you gonna fill this with water so that it stays weighted down and doesn't blow away in the garden oh and i was like what wow <laughs> good job aurora i haven't like looked at how you put air or whatever into it yet but if i can figure out how to inject some water into it to weight it down i will do that as well yeah because that's what i'm concerned about because we're so open around here that it I'm scared it'll blow away, but I might be able to also use that to scare the crap out of my stepkids. That could be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and they have those like U-shaped garden stake type of things. Yes. You could probably get a couple of those to just like stake over it in the ground. Maybe I should just like put it in my garage because like the cats have taken care of the mice in the barn but we still have some mice hanging out in the garage where they don't go as often. So maybe I'll just put them in there. <laughs> I like that. That's a great idea. Scare all the rodents away. So what was your favorite item out of the box? My favorite thing in the box was the utter balm. Um, because not only is it something you can use on chickens for things like scaly legs, um, but you can also use it for yourself. So... You can use it to help with eczema, prevent chafing, because I don't know about anybody else, but I get some chub rub during during a short season. I got them thunder thighs, so I'm going to try it out for that a little bit. Um, diaper rash, it's good for. Um, for dry skin and feet, minor cuts, rashes, or bruises. So, like, you can, like, do it up with this stuff. So... Yeah, I was pretty excited to see that in there. And it the tub of it is, like, huge. Yeah, it's a full-size, like, serving of it. Oh, yeah, it's no joke. And you know what else is really exciting about it, too? You can use it, so, I mean, its intended purpose, really, was to put on an udder. Right. To, like, clean the bacteria off of it before you milk. Exactly. Because it, like, prevents chafing and stuff for them, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and and my husband has bought the materials to buy the milk stand. So we're, like, halfway to having a milk stand <laughs> because now, Ooh. like, the, the younger boys, like, they're, like, nine weeks old right now. By the time this drops, they'll be ten weeks old, and they should really be, like, done with mom at that point. So, and I can tell they're eating, like, less and less. So... I need him to build that like next weekend so I can have it so I can start milking her regularly. Yep. And then I think we're just going to let the other one dry up because I don't like how her um, teat spurs look. Mm -hmm. I think she's fine. It just makes me uncomfortable looking at it and I don't want anything to go wrong. So I'm just going to let her dry up. Um, Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But we'll keep Maya working so I can try to do some fun experiments with goat milk soap and stuff like that. But anyways, there were some other fun things in the box. Oh, there sure was. Um, The Backyard Poultry Magazine for Mm -hmm. April and May. I'm excited to read it. Yeah. And there were also was like this big bag of organic sea kelp granules, which I didn't know you could add like a quarter cup of it to like 10 pounds of feed and it's kind of like a healthy treat that helps boost minerals and vitamins and promotes golden egg yolks and glossy plumage in your chickens so i'll be mixing that into the feed bag um well feed bags probably (laughs) i'll have to do some math 
on that one. But maybe they'll look a little more like Instagram models with their glossy plumage after they have some of this stuff. So we'll have to let you guys Ooh. see. Maybe do some before and after photos. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That would be fun. <laughs> And we also got a bag of chicken salad seed mix. And now, so this is not like chicken salad mix, like what you put into like, you know, like picnic chicken salad. It's a bag of seeds that you can plant for your chickens. So I am actually, I have this, uh, I have a garden bed. Well, I have a whole row of garden beds that are in front of my barn and they're for wildflowers and like a pollinator garden and whatnot. But there's one box that the chickens keep dust bathing in. So I've been trying to figure out what to do with it. Ah. And I was thinking of just like putting a little sign in it that said like, you know, dust baths, five cents or something to be cute. Aww. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to plant this chicken salad seed mix in it and I'm going to cover it with hard wire cloth so that it can grow. And then I'll take it off and that can be the box that the chickens destroy. There you go. It's like their box. I'm sure they'll want to go destroy the other boxes out of spite. Oh, I'm sure because... You can't keep those bitches satisfied, so. No, you can't. <laughs> I was also super excited about the Honey and Rue Chicken Keepers Remedy, which is the goat milk lotion that Sue's frequently washed hands because, well, if you have chickens or just have a hobby farm, you wash your hands a lot, and that can dry them out pretty easily. And I used some of this this morning, and I loved it. It was nice. And I'm not really a lotion person. And I liked that it wasn't greasy and it smells nice. Oh, I'm not really a lotion person either. But for some reason, when I opened the box, I actually used it immediately because I was like, ooh, my hands could probably use this. And because it's a little sample size, I threw it in my backpack while we were doing the buck 50 because I used it like, you know, when the wind like hits your hands or like parts of skin Mm -hmm. that are exposed over and over again, like they get a little dry. So it just like felt good to like freshen up and I don't know, kind of not smell like sweat (laughs) for like 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we also got a hen keychain. I mean, who doesn't Mm -hmm. have a billion keys that need a keychain? Yeah. I love me a good keychain. I probably have too many, but maybe I'll have to just rotate one out and put this one on because it's super cute. It was a little heart and had a hen on it and it's adorable. And as always, there's a compostable nesting box pad um, that comes in every single Honey and Roo box. Um, but I think she just point started pointing out that it was compostable and it was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't even think of that previously. Um, so I'm glad that she's calling that out now. I don't know if she's been calling it out this whole time, but I don't think she has. Yeah, maybe you're just noticing it more because, you know, it's like tis the season to start thinking about composting if you don't do it already. Yeah, um, that's true. I knew they were compostable because I just throw them in with all the other stuff that goes in the compost pile when I'm cleaning out the chicken oh. coop because I actually use them for their intended purpose. So, yeah. And I am unbelievably excited for the May sneak peek. I think I always say I'm excited, but this time it feels like she made a box specifically for Drink and Farm listeners. Right. So I'm going to let Sam tell you what's in it. Oh, thank you. Because I'm also very excited. So uh, Tina from Henny and Rue has been working with someone to get hen bottle openers that are super adorable and I believe they're made out of stainless steel um but they're totes adorbs so if you haven't seen it yet you can like 
go to the Instagram at Henny and Rue and scroll down a little bit and you'll see like the May sneak peek. Um, but not only are you getting a hen bottle opener, you're also getting a set of absorbent stone car coasters that have hens on them. Um, and these can be used anywhere. They don't have to be used in the car and don't take booze in your car, please. I feel like we shouldn't have to say that, but I'll just throw it out there anyways. Um, I mean, it's a good idea to just remind people that no, we do not think you should open bottles of beer and put them on these adorable coasters in your car. Right. I mean, in your mower, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If your mower has a little cup holder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone's going to send me hate mail for that, too. So I don't, just don't drink and drive shit. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with that. Why don't you put this, like, you know, on your patio and put your beverage on it? Oh, there we go. You know? Yeah, because it'll be like a coaster that won't blow away. Exactly. Because it's stoneware. Yeah. And I'm super excited about these coasters also because I don't have anything in my car that, like, tells you it's my car. Mm. But those little hen coasters are going to tell people it's my car. Yes. I like it. She's also been hinting at two chicken treats and four other items in the May box. So that's going to be like a jam-packed box of fun. So if you're not already a subscriber, you want to go to hennyandrew.com. And if you use the code DRINKANDFARM, you'll get 15% off your first box. That's right. You heard it. 15%. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> it's getting warmer here in the Midwest, so you know what that means, right, Bev? More incentive to go outside and drink and farm? Yes, and if you're drinking with your chickens, why not let them in on the happy hour with Grubbly Farms' delicious and nutritious treat, Grubblies? Grubblies have 50 times more calcium than mealworms. And the calcium to phosphorus ratio is three to one, while in mealworms, it's only two to one. And what that means is that your hens and roos are absorbing all the nutritional goodies from Grubblies and not just passing it through their system, turning it into expensive fertilizer. Grubblies are black soldier fly grubs and are officially approved for chicken feed by the FDA. And mealworms are not. And Grubblies are born, bred, and regulated in the good old USA, which has much stricter food safety laws than China, which is where most mealworm treats come from. So give your flock a treat you can feel good about. Grubblies and throw your flock a hashtag Grubblies happy hour. Go to grubblyfarms.com and use code FARM15 at checkout to get 15% off your first order or your first subscription run. Last week in episode 57, we covered part one of Sam is getting goslings. So today we will bring you part two. Um, last week we covered how to prepare for your goslings or ducklings. Now let's talk about what to do when they arrived, because that's the fun part, right? Actually, like, them getting there and opening the box and being adorable, right? That is totally the fun part. And I have to tell you something really quick. So when I was writing the show notes for last week's show, I had originally put... And Sam discusses how to care for duck and goose chicks. And I was like, wait, that's not what they're called. I was part of that episode. What the hell are those little things called? <laughs> I had to Google it. <laughs> you had a brain fart. It's okay. I must have. I must have. <laughs> it's all good. But yes. Yeah, so 
caring for gosling and ducklings is pretty similar but kind of different than chicks and we discussed a lot of that last week so now that we're to the point of discussing what to do with they arrive um obviously if you get them from like a feed store you don't have to worry about this part of them being delivered but normally the post office will call you when your birds arrive and ask you to come pick them up my post office called me at like 7 a.m last year when i got a chick order and I was able to come get them before the customer service desk was even open. So every post office might be a little different, but they thought it was just so damn adorable that there was this box of peeping chicks that, like, I think they were just as excited about it as I was. <laughs> they probably were. My post office did the exact same thing, except they were a little lazier and waited until after it had opened. But it was really they cute. Were. When I got there, the um, postman, because... I live in a super crazy small town. So it's like the same three people all the time mm, that like mm-hmm. deliver the mail and that work behind the counter. Um, he had it sitting on his box and he said that once they came in, he was just sitting at his desk and watching them. Like he couldn't Aww. see them or anything, but he was just making sure that they were like still peeping until I got there. It was really cute. Oh, <laughs> that is adorable. It's good to know that because your post office really does care about your chick order. Or I mean, ours yeah. did. Hopefully yeah. yours does also, but you know. Just in case people are wondering. I think that's probably one of the more fun packages that they have to handle, honestly. Probably a little more nerve-wracking, you know. But when you get them home, what you'll want to do is take them out of the box and then dip their bill um, into the water. This is the most important nutrient they need at this time because they traveled a long way. So you want to make sure they tip their head back to drink. So if they look like they had kind of a rough journey and they seem kind of weak, it's recommended that you add a quarter cup of the sh- of sugar to each quart of their drinking water and check them every 30 to 60 minutes to give them another drink. You can use like a, an electrolyte mix too. That would work just fine. Just kind of whatever you have it on, on hand. I've definitely done sugar water before for droopy chickens and the like. So whatever you have on hand is fine. Um, what I like to do is just have electrolytes in there anyways, because man, if I traveled in a box for a couple days, I'd be thirsty AF. So totally something that's okay for you to give them, whether you think they actually need it or not. And if you do have a few that are weaker, it's actually best to separate them until they regain their strength. So if you have some that seem stronger than others, what can happen is they'll just kind of plow over the weaker ones. But just make sure that you have enough um, heat and water and feed if you do split them. Um, And a a good way to tell if they're looking a little weak is if they're squinty-eyed, look a little sleepy. Um, That's a sure sign of dehydration. Um, And it's like you'll have to make sure they drink several times in the first couple hours because that is like how they're going to survive if they're looking a little sleepy. It's okay to be a helicopter duckling or gosling mom for a few hours to make sure they're okay. Um, You also want to confirm that your baby goslings and ducklings are warm enough, but not too warm. And the best way to judge the comfort of the birds is to just kind of sit down and watch them for a little bit. If they are all huddled together under the heater, they might need more heat. Um, But if they're all bedded down away from the heater or breathing with their mouths open, like they're panting, the heat source is too low or it is too warm in that room. So um, 
you would have to adjust the heat from there as well. Because comfortable birds should be spread throughout the brooder with some eating, some drinking, some sleeping, and some playing. So, obviously, if you only got, like, two ducklings, you know. (laughs) There's going to be less variety. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Less activity, (laughs) you know. But, like, if you go to a feed store and just kind of stand there and watch the ducklings for a while, you'll notice that they're all doing different things. Um because generally they have their the heat lamp situation figured out by the time people come in the store and start looking at them, yeah. generally. <laughs> well, and it's good to point this out to people also, because I know when I got my first bo- box of chicks, I what I did was, you know, they have those temperature recommendations, and I stuck the thermometer to the inside of their brooder, and I adjusted the heat lamp to give them that exact temperature in the spot, and it turned out that for some reason for my chicks, that was just way too hot. So you really have to watch them because those temperature guidelines just might not be what's right for your ducks and your goslings and your chicks. Like the way that they're acting is a better indication of whether or not it's too warm or too hot. Right. Exactly. Or too warm and too cold. You know what I meant? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm getting my birds from my pet chicken and they are sexed. Um, I did that on purpose. You can you can order from them and get like straight run or you can get a male or female. You get to pick. It's really nice. So they will show up um, with colored rubber bands on their legs. Um, and they've explained that if the band is on the bird's right leg, it's a male. If it's on the bird's left leg, it's a female. Um, And since those are rubber bands, they're extremely easy to remove. So if you have rubber bands on your goslings or ducklings or even your chicks um, when you get them, you want to make sure you remove those probably within the first week because they can um, grow pretty quickly, especially goslings and ducklings. And then that rubber band can start becoming uncomfortable for them. So you want to make sure that you kind of hold the band and roll it down over their foot pretty gently. Um, And it's easier to do that the first week than as they're getting bigger and bigger, where you might have to cut it off. And that's a little scarier. Yeah. So poultry, especially waterfowl, grow very quickly. So you want to make sure you enlarge their pen as needed and make sure you're adding clean bedding as necessary. Typically... It is better to add clean bedding on top of old bedding instead of removing the soiled bedding every day. Um, But it kind of just depends on your setup and how much space they have and what works best for you. Um, You can kind of get away with that deep litter method. But it kind of depends on your water setup too because, you know, as explained in the last episode, waterfowl love water. (laughs) surprise surprise yeah and they make a mess with it because they put it in their mouths and then they shake their heads back and forth like the adorable little bastards they are and they make a mess and it gets everywhere so you just kind of have to feel it out and make sure it's not too stinky that they're able to get dry um but you know some people recommend just cleaning it out every day that's what we've done what we've typically done with waterfall is we'll put um puppy pads under the bedding and then you can just lift the puppy pads up and just throw it away so that's a really quick way to clean it out especially if you have them in like a um like a big 
container tub or something like that the first couple weeks. Super easy to do it that way. Um, so that's what we do. But again, everybody does things a little differently and that's okay. Typically the temperature in the brooder can be dropped about five degrees per week. Um, and depending on where you're living and what time of year it is, you might be able to turn the lamp off between two and three weeks of age. You should definitely be able to turn it off completely between three to five weeks um, in some cooler weather. If you're raising them in a warm climate, they might not even need heat after a week or two. Really just depends. So you gotta kind of play it by ear. Um, their behavior can help you know when they need less heat or more heat like we discussed already and as they grow and add weight you can allow them to venture outside for brief periods during the day and then around six to eight weeks when they're fully feathered they can stay outside all the time they just need shelter um, from the sun so they don't get too hot and so they can get away from heavy rains so like we mentioned repeatedly um, waterfowl can be very messy with their water you know, just in case you didn't hear us like the first 50 billion times. <laughs> yes. We want to warn you, though, because you know what? You see those little buggers in the feed store and they're just so damn cute, but you have no idea how messy they actually are. And their poop is like next level. Like it rockets out of their butt because they drink so much water. <laughs> so just think about it. Way different than chick poop. I'm just telling you. Just you just said rockets out of their butt while I was in a drink, and I almost <laughs> spit it all over the microphone. <laughs> just like a duck shitting. <laughs> I've actually never seen a duck poop, but I don't have any waterfowl here. So apparently I need to like go hang out somewhere where there are ducks and go watch You need this to come cause... visit me because, oh my God, I just, you, ducks do the damnedest things. <laughs> like between... They're they're because like the rocketing of poop out of their butt starts very young, and then it just gets bigger as they get bigger. So between like the the explosive poop that happens and the dangling of duck dick that I see, <laughs> I'm like, why do I have so many of you? <laughs> because they're entertaining AF. They are. <laughs> they are. Anyways. <laughs> If we didn't lose you on that conversation, <laughs> we'll continue. <laughs> Last week, I kind of mentioned, you know, the coolie racky thing that I put over the cookie sheet um, and set the water on. Somebody in our group actually showed us a picture of their setup, and it's like a um, a roller paint pan and then like a little wire thingy, too. It's not a coolie racky thing, but it's a, a different kind of wire thing, and they put their water on there. So it's very similar. That one actually just looked a lot smarter to me. So I might try that one. Um, mm. The user that mentioned that in our group was Kayla Michelle Wood. So thank you, Kayla. If you're not a part of our group yet, um, go to We Drink and We Farm Things on Facebook and you'll find our group and you can kind of scroll down a little bit and see that set up. Super smart. And you could do that with like probably any kind of, you know, waterfowl. Because let's face it, my chicks like to make a mess too. When I have baby chicks, it's just not as dramatic, but you can also, um, kind of do a little DIY and use a half inch hardwire cloth or a screen, um, for babies or for adults, use an inch welded wire nailed to wooden cross pieces. You can make little like platforms and stuff. Um, we don't really do anything like that with our adults because they have these really big swimming pools. 
and by really big swimming pools, I mean kiddie pools from Walmart, um, that we just dump and refill every day. So they use that to clean and drink and, you know, do their duck thing. And then, you know, we've done nipple waters with our ducks before, but that can't be the only option for waterfowl. They need to be able to put their head under and clean out their noses and stuff. Um, so water nipples are, are <laughs> nipple waters are also a different option. They're less messy. So if you want to keep something in their shelter area, that's a really good option. Um, but they still manage to make somewhat of a mess with that, just to warn you. And like I already mentioned, ducks and goslings already like love obviously to swim and splash around. And it's a good idea to provide water that's deep enough for them to dip their heads in. Um, but it's not essential for them to have like super deep water for swimming right away. I mean, it's super entertaining and I could stand there for quite some time watching them swim around. Um, but it's important to note that ducklings and goslings don't have the oil um, on their feathers when they're very young to help them stay kind of waterproofed and dry. Um, you can allow them to start swimming in pretty shallow water around like two weeks old, but you have to monitor what they're doing because they can very easily get um, waterlogged and chilled and even drown if you're not paying attention. Um, if they don't have the oil on their feathers yet, which I think it's usually like within four to six weeks that they typically get that. Um, and then you can let them like swim around and not worry about it. So just be careful putting them in water. Make sure that they can stand up in it the first couple weeks and they'll be fine and they'll love you for it. All right. So once they're six to eight weeks old and fully feathered, they can handle temperatures down to 50 degrees Fahrenheit or lower, but you must protect them from like drastic rapid temperature changes, kind of like we're experiencing in Michigan right now. It was basically 60 degrees yesterday and today it's 35. So if I had goslings, I probably wouldn't have them outside right now. Luckily, I don't get them for a couple more weeks, so hopefully the temperature stabilizes here so I won't have to use a heat lamp or heat thing for a while. I haven't decided what I'm going to use yet for them. Um, and we talked about options for heat last week, so you can go listen to that if you missed it. Um, and it's, it's good to note that once, you know, ducks and geese are old enough, they can actually be more hardy than chickens in cold and wet weather, which I've, it, it's totally true. Like my ducks, while they kind of look at the snow with disdain, they will venture out into that weather much faster than the chickens ever will. So that's kind of a fun fact about ducks um, and geese is that they're really good in the weather. That's crappy or really hot. So if you need a hearty poultry um, option or meat source, um, ducks and geese are a really good option for that. And unless you are absolutely certain that there are no predators in your neighborhood, which is highly unlikely, you must put <laughs> yeah, your <right>. birds <laughs> in a predator-proof pen with a roof at night. Um, chickens, as you might know, automatically come home to roost and waterfowl need to be trained to do so. So what we do here is we walk behind the ducks and repeat bedtime ducks and walk 
them to the duck house where there's fresh water in the pools and their food's topped off. So like that's their treat is that they have fresh stuff to come home to. Um, and that works pretty well for us. Um, the first set of ducks that we've gotten, we just start yelling at them across the property that it's bedtime and they start walking. We don't necessarily have to even be behind them anymore. That's adorable. Yeah, we've had them for about two years though. Um, and they're pretty well behaved. The ones from last year, they're still a little scattered. And because it's spring out, oh my God. So yesterday I was trying to get them to come in. And this one duck, he's a duck, he's a dude duck. And he was just like chasing them around with his little D and like, come here ladies. And I'm trying to like round him up to go to bed. And he, all he's thinking about is getting on top of him. So I had to stand there and wait for him to finish his business with her so they could go to bed because I kept like trying to like get him to stop and move away from her. But until he could finish the deed, he would not let them just walk over to the bed. Well, the, the shelter. It's not really a bed, but you know what I mean. And then the other two boy ducks are just like being them as scubby selves and like bobbing their heads up and down and like doing their hissing noises and they're very excited and they're watching. So it's like, oh my God, I, I seriously might have to get rid of some of them because it's just too much. It's too much duck dick. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> Or I might have to separate them or something. I don't know yet. Oh. But anyways, they are trainable. Um, our uh, shelter is stationary, but you could always think through a mobile poultry tractor, um, depending on how many ducks or goslings you have, um, because that can give them access to fresh forage, especially if you don't let them free range. We let our ducks free range and they go all over the property, but manage to stay on what we own somehow. It's like they know. That's like magic. Yeah, it is. It really is. They've never, and I should knock on wood, they've never ventured over to the neighbors. The chickens do a little bit, but they don't, our neighbors don't really care. So it's fine. But yeah, so that is the end of part two of Sam Gets Goslings. Um, they will show up probably on May 1st is what I'm thinking um, because they'll hatch out that Monday and then it takes about two days. And luckily I work home, work from home on Wednesdays. So I'll be able to go to get them in the morning and keep an eye on them all day. So I'm super excited. I'm excited too. So we'll get to have part three, which is Sam actually gets goslings and gets to compare it to all of our fun notes. Yes. And we'll see how it goes. Yay! Because as we know, you can plan all you want, but once you get the animal, it usually doesn't go exactly as planned. Exactly. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And I hope that, you know, either seals the deal for you, for do- for doslings, <laughs> for goslings or ducklings, or, you know, all the talk of duck dick and rocketing poop. Maybe you're just kind of over it now. And that's confirmed that you just, you don't want to mess with it. So I hope that helped you, helped you make some kind of decision or maybe give you a chuckle because you can relate. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, either way, you're welcome. Yes. So we didn't get a farm story this week, uh, but instead we're going to read an iTunes review that we got from one of our lovely listeners. Yeah. 
So since I just talked so much about goslings, I'm going to let Bev read this one. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> That's all right. I can take it. I can take okay. it. <laughs> all right. So this week we're reading our very first review that we got on iTunes. So this is an extra special review to us because it's the very first. It's mm-hmm. the first one that we like happy danced after. Yeah. I mean, we happy dance after all of them, but we there's do. something to be said about the first one. Yes. <laughs> and this is from Flojo4444. And the title of the review is Enjoy These Ladies So Much. Aww. Spoiler alert, it's a five-star review. Woo! Go us. <laughs> I am a podcast junkie and a quote-unquote urban homesteader. So when I saw that two people I follow on Instagram were creating a podcast, I knew I had to give it a listen. So glad I did. I'm not much of a wine or beer drinker, but it doesn't matter. I feel like I know these ladies and enjoy the weekly chats they have. I really like the mini informational episode that they put out on hatching eggs. It's fun to follow along on their farm adventures. The end. Yay. Thank you so much for leaving us such a glowing review. And each week, you know, I think it'd be kind of fun to keep doing either a user review or a farm story. So... Make sure you're sending your farm stories to us at drinkinfarm at gmail.com. Or if you'd rather DM those to us on Instagram, our Instagram is at drinkinfarm. Go ahead and do that too. And make sure you're reviewing us on iTunes um, or whatever podcast app you're listening to. I'm just going to throw it out there. I only look at the iTunes ones. Um, but it's a great way to help others find our podcast. So if you haven't reviewed us yet, please go give us five stars if you love us. You don't even have to type words if you don't want to. But we might read yours if you do. And uh, I'll go check out the other podcast apps to see if anybody's left us any reviews there. I'm the Android user, so I can totally do that really easy. iTunes is trickier for me because I'm like an old lady with my Android phone. (laughs) (laughs) All the young kids, all the cool kids have apples. Yeah, we have apples. (laughs) So you know the drill. So we're going to breeze right through the housekeeping corner. um, But it's all really good stuff. So stay on. Plus, you'll get to hear like our jingle out because we have a jingle in and a jingle out. Mm. We're so fancy these days. Fancy, fancy podcast. So Coop Camp dates have been announced. It is June 7th through 9th. There is a link in the show notes to purchase your tickets if you want to join us. Yes, we will be there. And make sure you take our survey, give us anonymous feedback, and there's a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can join our Facebook group. We get a lot of great advice from people in the Facebook group. We never pretend like we're the experts. We're literally just people having a good time drinking and talking about farming things, and we're sharing our experiences with you. And inside the group, you guys get to share your experiences with us as well, and we talk about them on here just like we did today. So come have fun with us. Hang out yeah. with the... You can sit at our table. There we go. Yeah. Sit at our table. You can sit with us. Huh. <laughs> and <laughs> like we were just talking about, review us in all the places. And if you really like us, it helps us a ton if you actually download the episode when you listen. So make sure you do that. And even just, you know, hit the subscribe button so you see us pop in every so often, every Friday, sometimes twice a week. 
and we sell merch. There's a link to both shops in the show notes. So the shop on our website is stuff that Sam makes. The other link, which is drinkandfarmmerch.com, is other cool like shirts and hoodies and tanks and camping cups and all sorts of sweet stuff that we are just not talented enough to make ourselves. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, go check both of those out. It totally supports the podcast and it tells other people that you like us. And I don't know, maybe you'll run into a stranger at TSC wearing a drink and farm shirt and you guys can become new best friends. Yes. And if you didn't know, we have a hashtag. You can use hashtag drink and farm on Instagram anytime you are drinking something you love and farming safely, of course, like no drinking and running heavy machinery, please. And we share them every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you guys really start using the hashtag, maybe even we'll post them in our stories as well. I think we've started doing that, actually. Yes, we have. Yes, because Bev's awesome. She's on top of it. (laughs) So we want to remind you that this is your community and we want you to share your lives with each other. So go ahead and use that hashtag. And most of all, thanks for listening. Yes. We have a great time every week, and we hope you have a great time as well. Yes. So drink. Farm. And, and give, give zero, zero clucks. clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Struggle bus. way too much fun. <laughs> <sighs> Farm things.